and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Well, it's great to feel the presence of God and great to know that I have two hours to preach this morning, so (laughs) buckle in and just, uh, I've had people begging me not to preach two hours. Uh, so I'll try to cut it down to an hour and 58 minutes. And it also, it's, it's sort of hard sometimes when, you know, like Jimmy and Linda Gallion, they found out I was preaching, so they left and went to California. <laughs> Doug and Todd have wanted to leave, but they just, their wives wouldn't let them leave, so uh, they found out I was preaching. I had to lie to Doug and tell him I, they changed and I wasn't preaching, so he came today, and then I told him the truth. But it is such a joy and such a privilege. I've got some people from Nixa First Assembly that they're like family to us. And I mean that with all of my heart. And then I do have family somewhere with the light shining on me like this. Like There they are back there. I couldn't see where they were. So I'm glad to have them with us this morning. I knew that probably people find out I was preaching, the crowd would be down. So I had to bring in my own crowd. So... <laughs> You know, you got to do what you got to do. May I tell you, pastoring is, is a joy beyond words. Being a pastor after 24 and a half years at Nixo as the lead pastor, it's a joy, but there are many, many pains, many, many hurts when you have to stand over the casket of, of, of friends and loved ones and and uh, church members and, and things of that nature. It's, uh, it's really a, a, it, it's, it's, it's a battle. But I wouldn't trade it for anything because I loved being a pastor. Now that we're, Marquita is having more struggles with this than I am because she says we're supposed to be retired. And she said we're busier now than when we were working full time at Nixa. But you gotta understand it's a joy and it is a privilege. We're continuing today with the series, We Are Better Together, talking about that. And I'm telling you, folks, it, it, this series is the truth. We are truly better together. For those of you who, who may think, well, I don't think unity is so important that we would spend a whole series on just unity. I, I, I don't understand that. Well, let me read you a quote from Rick Warren. I was listening to a, a, a video of his the other day, and he said this, in the New Testament... Jesus had more to say about unity than he did about heaven or hell. I didn't even realize that. I, I had no idea that, that it was mentioned that many times, but Jesus made a bigger issue out of unity because he knew that we needed to bond together. We need to, we need to stand together and to fight against the powers of hell. A second thought on how important unity is is our scripture reading for this entire series. The theme is in John 17, verses 20 through 23, where it says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Did you see that? That 
us. It's talking about plural. It's talking about the Godhead, how important it is that we would walk in unity. And I, I, I hope I can get that message across. Uh, I, verse 22, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus, I think Jason alluded to this in his message, but I think it's worth repeating. Jesus mentioned this just before going to the cross. This prayer that Jesus prayed for you and I was prayed just before Jesus' death. So I would think that in the last few hours that he was alive on this earth before he was crucified, that Jesus would want to say the things that are most important. And what did he say? He said that we need to be unified. We need to be as one family. We need to, to love one another and work together. Be there for people when they're down and when they're out. Just like Chad and Tasha said with, with Chad's sickness, You've been there for them. You've sent letters. You've sent uh, cards. You've, you've sent texts. You've sent food. And you have been there for them, and you have ministered to them during this time. It is so important that we pull together. So this passage was so important that Jesus even prayed that you and I would be as one knowing that we're going to have times when we don't agree on this always, that we see things differently, but we can, in the end, we can all unify. One of my main missions in the 24 and a half years that I was at Nixon First Assembly, and, and I think those who are here from Nixon can, can agree with this, but, and also in the past three to four years that we've been here at Destiny Church, was to break down denominal, denominational barriers I don't care, friend, whether... <laughs> Boom, blew that one. <laughs> Doug, I, you touched that. <laughs> that scares me. Uh, that, 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 uh, that scares me. But I don't care what denomination you are. We're, we're a part of one body. We're a part of one family. Methodist, Baptist, Assembly of God, Pentecostal, non-denomination, Church of Christ, whatever it may be, as long as we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I got news for you. When you get to heaven, there are going to be no select categories for the Baptists to worship here and for the Pentecostals to worship over here. We're not going to care what denomination we were on earth. We need to work together. But I find the church is so splintered today. We've got people that if they find out that you're a Baptist, they won't associate with you. And then the Baptist won't get this thing. It's not working for me. The Baptists won't associate with the Methodists, and the Methodists don't want to have anything to do with the, with the Pentecostals. And so we all do our own thing without working together. But my goal in Nixon with our ministerial alliance we would, have, we would have so many pastors there from so many different denominations, and we all love one another. As a matter of fact, we had a prayer meeting on Monday morning, every Monday, and we would get together, and there would be Baptists and Methodists and Nazarene and Assembly of God, and we didn't care what your denomination was. We pulled together, and we fought for one another. As a matter of fact, there were times in every one of us fought some of the most difficult battles that we've ever known. And we fought it with our pastor friends. As a matter of fact, 
uh, being assembly of God. You know, there are a lot of pastors around here that are assembly of God. But the best friends that I had in the ministry were those pastors from the Baptist and the Nazarene and the uh, 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 Methodist church. It didn't make any difference. We were there to love one another. And I believe that we've got the old adage that says, united we stand. United we stand and divided we fall. And I believe that is so true of the church. If we would unite, if we would come together and we would lay down our titles. I know we had a Thanksgiving service uh, each year at Nixa and you would gather together and there'd be 300 people and you couldn't tell one denomination from another. They were raising their hands. They were clapping their hands and worshiping God. You see, it's about unity. It's about pulling together and being there for one another. The, I've got three points that I want to share with you. Number one is this. The heavenly trinity is our model for unity. If you look back at John 17, where Jesus is stating that he wants us as Christians to be like God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. John 17, 21 says this, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. That's what God is praying that we will become, that we will unite our efforts. We've got in this service this morning, we've got some politicians and we've got some city leaders and they know what it's like when people unify and they also know what it's like when people can't get along and they fuss and they feud and they fight. Folks, it tears down everything. But I, I, it breaks the heart of God when the church gets, I, I've seen people leave a church because of the color of the carpet. I've seen people leave a church because they didn't like the paint that was put on. I remember a Sunday, and I mentioned this to my Freedom Group last Wednesday, but I remember a Sunday at Nixa. We had decided that we were going to do something different with the coffee. And if I remember correctly, we had been taking coffee pots around to the rooms and donuts and uh, letting them enjoy it during their Sunday school class. That went well, but we decided that we were going to do it differently. We were going to put in one central location. They could come there, get their coffee, and get their donut, and then take it to the classroom. We thought that that was a wonderful idea. And that morning, we had an incredible service. We had four people find Jesus as their Savior. I mean, it was, I walked out of that, I walked out of that worship center so excited and so pumped and I got out in the foyer and I was met by people who were mad at me and they were so upset because we had moved the coffee and they were threatening me. And it was like, you didn't even see that four, four people got saved. You don't care about that. You care about whether you get your coffee or not. And by the way, coffee is a sin. <laughs> Who said that's right? You agree with, Todd, we finally agree on something. The only thing that we agree on. You say, do you really mean that? No, but as bad as it tastes, it's got to be something wrong with it. I walk over here to the uh, cafe every Sunday morning and I ask them to make me a good cup of coffee. And then I say, oh, what am I talking about? There is no such thing as a good <laughs> cup of coffee. So they know that. They, they, they prepare for me when I come. But I, I think that's the way that we are. We, we fight, we, they, they fussed and feuded. They couldn't have cared less whether those four people made heaven or not. Now that is tragic when we cannot work together and get along and, 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 and unify our efforts just like God the Father was and the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, 
26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. You see that? He was saying us, our, meaning plural, meaning more than one. Who was this? It was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit that were in unity, and they were pulling together, and they were asking that we as God's people would do the same thing, that we would work together and we would love one another, knowing that we're going to have differences. My wife and I have been married 48 years, <coughs> and we still have differences. And I'm always the one that's wrong. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how it manages to end up that way, but that is the truth. I, I'm always wrong, and it must be nice to be so right all the time. I, I, I wouldn't know. I, you know I, I, I wouldn't know. But how many of you men know what I'm talking about? You, you, know, you bunch of chickens. <laughs> Two men were men enough to raise their hand. The rest of you are like, sweetheart, can I raise my hand? Come on, men, look at that. In several occasions in the Bible, we see all three of the Trinity working together in unison. And I believe that as Destiny Church, that we need to work together like never before. We need to band together. We need to be one with one another, knowing that we're going to disagree at times, but also knowing that if we pull together. Remember, some of you are so young you don't remember this, but I remember as a kid we used to sing a song, if we all pull together, how happy we'll be. Remember? How many of you remember that one? Ben, you can raise your hand on this one. <laughs> Three of you. That shows my age, I guess. But it's, if we all pull together, 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 if we all pull together, how happy we'll be. And I really believe that when we unify and we come together and we say, let's build this church. Let's make Destiny the church the best church that it can possibly be for the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's talking about Jesus, the love of God, that's talking about God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. They are in unity. They, they work together as one. And we're told that we need to do the same thing. This shows us that God is one and that we are to work together. Now, you see, even the Scripture talks about how that <clears throat> some of us are the hand and some of us may be the feet and some of us may be the eyes and some of us may be the ear. You say, well, feet aren't pretty, so I don't want to be the feet. But okay, you don't want to be the feet, but how are you going to walk? How are you going to get around? You see, every one of us have a part. Every one of us are vitally important to the work of Jesus Christ. And that brings me to point number two. Unity begins when we realize we're incomplete without each other. I need you, and you need me. I thought as Chad walked up here for the first time for a month, I've told you before that I had pancreatitis about 11 years ago. And I was out of, of the church for about three months, four months, something like that. And I remember one Sunday I was still so weak I could hardly even function. And I told my kid, I'm going to church tomorrow. She said, you don't need to go. The church is doing fine. They, they miss you, but that's, you don't need to go. And I said, Marquita, you don't understand. I said, I need them. I need to see them. 
And I remember they had to help me up on the platform. I was so weak, but it felt so good to be with God's people. It felt so good to be with my friends and to love on them. And we are to work together as one. And unity begins when we realize that and we begin to lay aside our differences. (coughs) You may say, I like this kind of music. And it, it amazes me that we're still fighting about that in the church world. We're still fussing about the kind of music that, that they sing. In the, and, and the funny thing about it is the hymns, I guarantee you, there was a time that people were fighting the hymns because they weren't like they were back in the 1500s. So it's not the same. So we need to work together and say, God, just bless us and move upon us. Romans 12, 3 through 8 in the NIV says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but uh, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so is Christ. In Christ we, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. Some of us have this kind of gift. Some of us have that kind of gift. And it says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You see, we've all got a purpose and we've all got a a, a part to play in building Destiny Church. Folks, the city of Republic is is exploding numerically. Just ask Dave. I mean, he can tell you what, what the city of Republic is doing. Well, I believe the potential for Destiny Church Marshfield, the Destiny Church Republic is through the roof if we will pull together and build this church and see what God has in store for us. It's going to amaze me. We have differences, yet we also have unity. We all have giftings. I think we would all say that preaching and, and, and the praise and worship are vital to a church. But I also find <coughs> that greedy, mission cafe, uh, ushers, whatever it may be, all have a special place. And I, I really mean that. As a matter of fact, there was a survey done some years ago in which they were finding out about people who were going to different churches. And in this study, they found out that people who attended the church for the first time decided within the first 11 minutes of pulling onto the parking lot that they would not come back to that church. You hear me? They they didn't hear the preaching. They didn't hear the singing. They didn't know what it was, but the first 11 minutes, they were treated rudely or they weren't treated in any way, and they decided this is an unfriendly church. I can't tell you the number of people that I've heard over the years say to me, we visited this church or that church, and no one ever spoke to us. No one even acted like we were there. They were the most unfriendly. We didn't go back. So greeters, let me tell you something. Every one of you on serve teams, whatever the serve team may be, you don't realize how vital you are when people pull onto the parking lot the way that they're treated. When they walk through those doors, greeters, you need to make them feel welcome. You need to love them and make them feel so special and make people feel like they're wanted. Have you ever visited a church and nobody spoke to you? Have you ever done that? 
How did you feel when you left? You probably thought, I won't go back to that church. Well, that's the way others are when they come to D.C. We need to greet them. We need to love them. We need to let them know that they are so vital to the welfare of Destiny Church and let them know how important they are and that we love them and we want to pour into them. It, unity is so vital to the body of Christ. I was talking to one of the men today and he was telling me how they're struggling. They, they can't find greeters. They can't find ushers. They, it's, he was talking about how that, you know, uh, people are, are not going back to work. And he said, it seems like it's the same way in the church that people are not wanting to work in the church. Let me ask you a question. Why? Why do you not want to get involved? It's easy to go, I know, and sit there and you're not responsible for anything. And so you can go when you want to and stay away when you want to. But I believe you will enjoy Destiny Church so much more if you will get involved in the areas of your life as a greeter, as an usher, whatever it may be. You can get together and we can work for the cause of Christ. And when somebody walks in, <coughs> I've had them tell me here, uh, as I call them, and some of you I have called on Monday or Tuesday and after you visited for the first time, and I've had some of you say to me, that church was so friendly. I felt so good when I walked in. They, 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 they loved on me so much. And that can be you. You say, well, I, I don't have any talents. Guys, it's not required. Talents are not required. I mean, I don't have any talents. And God has used me. So, I mean, we can all work together. And I'm just encouraging you to find an area of ministry. Find something that you can do instead of just sitting there and soaking in. I've had so many people over the years say, well, we're just not being fed. Did you, ladies, did you ever try to feed your family when they weren't hungry? You prepared a delicious meal, you'd slaved all day long, and they come in and they say, mom, we're not hungry. We just ate a, a candy bar, or we just ate a cookie, or we just ate over to Fred's house. We're not hungry. Or did you ever try to feed somebody with their mouth closed? We're just not being fed. You can't get it in there. And that's what happens with Christians sometimes. We go and we don't want to receive because we don't want to be responsible for anything. But God has called us to be together. That tells me, though, by that survey, if they decide that they're not going to come back within the first 11 minutes, that tells me what an important part those serve teams play in every area. Children's church, the kids' church, when they go back to check-in, uh, how they're treated there for the first time. It means so much. We are better together. Do you understand that? We are better together. So I'm going to be honest with you. This, this pastoral staff needs you. We need you. We need one another. As a, as a staff, we, we work. We, we try to do our best. But we need you so much. Uh, Marquina and I are over the 50 plus and, and uh, we, we have such a great unity among our 50 plus people. I mean, I think we would fight for one another. I think we would do what we could to reach out for one another and help one another and assist one another. That's what it's all about when we say, hey, what can I do for you? What can, how can I honor you? Uh, so it's all important. And point number three, and the praise team can come and get ready, but Satan's forces are united. You believe that? Now, I'm not talking about 
politics. I'm not talking about Republican or Democrat or independent or anything of that nature. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm just telling you Satan's forces, those who are not saved, are united. They are pulling against us with everything. In, in case you haven't noticed, the church and Christians are under attack in America. I mean, I cannot believe the things that have happened in the last two or three, four years in our country. Federal judges passing laws that they were never intended to pass, making decisions that never were intended. Crosswalk.com, I read this on that article, and it said, what is happening in America is an increasing hostility and intolerance toward Christian beliefs and values that many perceive to be an attack on religious freedom. Listen to this. In the current American culture, you're free to be a Christian as long as you don't actually live out your faith. You're free to vote your faith as long as you don't push it off on anybody else. You're free to take a stand in relation to your faith or believe others should embrace the, of your faith as long as you don't try to push it off on other people. And that's, that's where we are in America. This is not about a political party. This is about the enemy, Satan and his forces joining together to destroy the church. They're, they're passing laws. Do you, you know that as Christians, we are now known as terrorists? They, they call us, in many cases, they call us terrorists because we have an opinion. Because we want to reach out to, to the community and we want to, we want to change the morality of mankind. That's the purpose of it all. To do away with morality. To do away with anything that says that that's not right. They're attacking the church. And the church just, because we're so splintered, because we're fighting one another, we don't unite against it. But I tell you this much, and I say this with all sincerity, and this sounds like a negative statement, but I'm going to turn it around here in a moment. I believe the church is going to go into greater attack in the years ahead than we've ever seen. The Church of America. Now, there are certain parts of the world that people are dying by the thousands as martyrs for the cause of Christ. We in America don't have to worry about that so much, but I think the days are coming when we're going to see things like this happening to the church and to Christians. You say, well, that, that sure sounds negative to me, and I, I don't know if I can handle that. But I believe this will eventually pull the church together. We won't worry whether you're, we're Baptist. We won't worry whether we're non-denomination. We won't worry whether we're Pentecostal or whatever it may be. The churches are going to begin pulling together because we realize that if we don't, Satan is going to destroy the church. I believe with all of my heart that they are rising up against us. The enemy is, is, is agitating people and turning them against the church. And unfortunately, some of it we've asked for in the church. How about it? We, we've lived such ungodly lives and yet call ourselves Christians that people look at us and say, I don't want any part of that. They, they're no different than I am. But I believe that the church, it, the, the Satan's forces can be united against the church. I want to see the church united against the forces of evil. Not to harm anybody. I don't mean to go on the attack and, and physical harm. 
I'm talking about reaching out across denominational barriers, even in our own church here at DC, to reach out to people from this community and to love them and, and to, to impact their lives. They may be drug addicts. They may be prostitutes. They may be, they may be sinners from all walks of life. But that's what the church is for. The church is there to reach out to those who are hurting. Well, I don't, I don't want any part with those people. I don't want them in our church. Oh, I do. And I know Chad's desire, and I know Jason's desire, and I know Tosh. They want those people. We want to reach out to them and touch them and love them because they need a Savior. Think if you hadn't have been saved when you were saved, what, would you, what could you be today? And God is calling us as the church to unite. If someone walks in that doesn't look like us, they may not dress like us. We need to reach out to them and love them with everything that is within us. Lay aside our differences and let's fight together. Pull together to reach the loss for Jesus. Guys, there's a world out there that's dying. There's a world out there that's so far from Jesus. They don't know him. They don't have any idea who Jesus is. They've never heard of Jesus. I'm not talking about in Africa. I'm talking about in America. We've got people, I'm sure, right here in Republic who have never been inside of the church doors. And if they could see the love of Jesus in our hearts. This past Tuesday as we fed, I don't know how many came through the line. It wasn't quite as many as it was the last month, but those people have to realize that Destiny Church loves them, that Destiny Church cares for them. We want to meet their needs. We want to bless them in any way that we possibly can. I close with this. There's a song that I heard as much in several years ago by the Gaither Vocal Band. That may not be your style of music, and you may say, I, I don't listen to that, but Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote a song entitled The Church Triumphant. You need to go home and, and YouTube it sometime and, and watch it. The Gaither Vocal Band, The Church Triumphant. But in there, there is a recitation. There is a reading. And I want to read this to you, but tell you what I believe about the future of the church. I believe the church of Jesus Christ is not going to stumble across the finish line. We are not going to just hope that we can make it, but I believe the church of Jesus Christ is going to unite and we are going to make a mighty force in the last days. Listen to this reading. God has always had a people. Many a foolish conqueror has made the mistake of thinking that because he had forced the church of Jesus Christ out of sight, that he had stilled its voice and snuffed out its life. But God has always had a people. The powerful current of a rushing river is not diminished because it's forced to flow underground. Now the purest water is the stream that bursts crystal clear into the sunlight after it has forced its way through solid rock. There have been uh, charlatans who, like Simon the magician in the Bible, sought to be to, to uh, batter on the 
on the open market, that power which cannot be bought or sold. But God has always had a people. Men who could not be bought and women who were beyond purchase. God has always had a people. There have been times of affluence and prosperity when the church's message has been nearly deluded into oblivion by those who sought to make it socially attractive, neatly organized, financially profitable. But God has always had a people. Yet it's been gold-plated, draped in purple, and encrusted with jewels. It has been misrepresented, ridiculed, lauded, and scorned, but God has, uh, but God has always had a people. And these followers of Jesus Christ have been, according to the whim of the times, elevated as sacred leaders and martyred as heretics. Yet through it all, there marches on that powerful army of the meek. God's chosen people who cannot be bought, flattered, murdered, or stilled. On through the ages they march. The church, God's church, triumphant. We are a part of that at D.C. We are a part of that triumphant church. When that trumpet sounds and calls Christians out of here, folks, it's going to be a glorious day. But God has always had a people. He has a church that I believe that's going to grow, a church that is going to move forward, a church that is going to reach out to people like never before, even if we are persecuted. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want to be slandered. I don't want people to say bad things about me. But folks, I'd rather have Jesus than anything else in this world. As a church, we need to unite. Now, do I know of anything where this church is not united? I can honestly say I don't have any idea of anything. But I do know that we can pull together even stronger. You can say, what can I do for Destiny Church? How can I make Destiny Church better? You said, but I don't have many talents. That's okay. We can use what you have, and God can bless it, and God can touch you. So listen to me. I want us to, they're going to sing another song, and as they sing, here's what I want us to do. I want us to stand here in a moment, and I want us to move across the aisles, and I want us to take the hand of, so that we link each row. And by doing this, we're saying we're going to be united. Destiny Church is going to unite for the cause of Christ. We are going to pull together knowing that I'm a, from a Assembly of God background, and you're from a Methodist background, and you're from a, a Pentecostal background, and you're from a Church of Christ background, and but we're not going to care about that. We're going to reach across the aisle, and we're going to take the hand of the person there. And we're going to say, we're going to pull together for the cause of Jesus Christ. We're going to reach this city for Jesus. Folks, I have oftentimes stated, and I believe this with all of my heart and day, but I, I know you see this. I believe Republic is going to be the largest city in Southwest Missouri outside of Springfield within just a few years. That means that there are going to be a lot more people to reach and a lot more people to impact. And if we're pulling together, 
Oh, there's no limit to what we can accomplish for the cause of Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me? Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.